All right, uh, a story that's been in the news for a while now, and the pressure is continuing to mount on the Prime Minister. Roxham Road in Quebec has become a major, major problem for the Trudeau government, and as I say, the pressure just continues to mount. Um, do something to fix it, anything to fix it. It's a road that runs from New York into Quebec. Uh, and it's become an unofficial border crossing. And that's an important designation. As we go along, you'll understand why. For people hoping to claim asylum status in Canada, uh, it's not an official border crossing. But for months, it has been home to an RCMP setup. Officers there processing the thousands and thousands of people that do come across the border at this, quote, unofficial crossing. Uh, Quebec Premier Francois Legault has pleaded for help from the federal government, saying that these asylum seekers are completely overwhelming the province's social services. Uh, the federal conservatives and the federal NDP have both said this situation is untenable. And at the heart of it all is something called the Safe Third Country Agreement and what it says Canada must do and what the rules around this are. Exactly what does this agreement mean and why is it at the center of this? So let's have a conversation here about what's going on and why it's become such an issue. And if, and this is the question, can anything be done about it? Sergio Caris is the principal at the Caris Immigration Law Firm, a certified specialist in Canadian immigration and citizenship, uh, citizenship law. Sergio, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for having me. So let's start here. Uh, thousands and thousands of people uh, seeking asylum are using this, and I say again, unofficial border crossing because legally they have to, right? Under this agreement, this third, this uh, safe third country agreement, they're not allowed to show up at an official border crossing if they want to enter Canada, right? This is almost what the law says they must do. Well, correct. The agreement between the United States and Canada that dates back uh, a number of years already uh, establishes that uh, asylum seekers must seek uh, a determination of their asylum claim in the first country that they touch, be it Canada or the United States. So people who arrive first in the United States uh, under the agreement must have their claim determined in the United States. However, the agreement, as you correctly pointed out in your introduction, only af uh, affects the ports of entry. Right. So the irregular crossers are using um, roads that run through the long 5,000-kilometer uh, Canada-U.S. border, uh, not just Roxham Road in Quebec, but other roads as well, to enter Canada. And um, they have uh, to be adjudicated under Canadian law. So uh, many of these asylum seekers have been in the United States for years, if not decades, and others are individuals who have obtained U.S. visitor visas, and they fly themselves to New York uh, and then make their way up north and enter Canada to claim asylum. So uh, this situation is not new. It's been going on for a, tr for a very long time, uh, since um, you know the 2015-2016, um, and it started with the Trump administration because there was a fear of a crackdown on illegal migrants in the United States. So uh, once the illegal migrants uh, got wind of the fact that uh, uh, people could enter Canada through irregular ports of entry, make a refugee claim and have a positive determination in many cases because the board started adjudicating those cases in a positive manner. 
So uh, that opened the floodgates, mm-hmm. and what was a trickle at the beginning became uh, like uh, um, you know drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. Uh, and and the the fear here, and I want to make sure that people understand that this is this is not something that it uh, are small numbers. These numbers are fairly large in the context of the total number of refugees that Canada adjudicates. But the great fear that exists right now is that, as you know, the U.S. southern border is receiving upwards of 250,000 illegal migrants per month. That's, there are 5 million people who have entered the United States illegally since the Biden administration took over. If by any chance there is a fear of a crackdown in the United States in the future, a lot of these people are going to be heading north right. to, our, to the Canadian border because they will see that um, Canada uh, will not deport them. Uh, it's, it's very, uh, you know, the number of deportations in Canada is very low compared to what they used to be years ago. And I've been practicing uh, uh, immigration law for over 30 years, and I can tell you that, proportionately speaking, they were much, much higher uh, before in the, in the 80s and 90s than they are now. And this is something that needs to be addressed between Canada and the United States right now. Well, that's... Because the- that's the question, Sergio. What, 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 what can be done? Our prime minister says, you know, given the law, the way it well, stands, I can't do anything about it. Well, the, uh, well, Canada can, uh, take, uh, measures unilaterally, but let's face it, this, uh, particular government in Ottawa is not interested in fixing the situation because as you recall, when, uh, the Trump administration took over, the first thing that Mr. Trudeau did was to tweet that Canada will always welcome you. So people got the message. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, um, the cartels that are sending people over, uh, are you know they are they are very cunning and very clever. They are not stupid, and they are going to take advantage of every opportunity that they have in order to send people to Canada and offer them a ride um, to the, to the border. And this is a very 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 serious problem. Uh, Canada could implement um, its own measures. Canada could uh, pass uh, legislation using the notwithstanding clause of the Charter of Rights um, to to prevent uh, asylum seekers from entering a non-designated port of entry. Uh, And uh, they could um, uh, use uh, uh, some legislative tools in order to start making it more difficult for people to do this. But this prime minister is not interested. This government is not interested in that. And the problem is that the Biden administration is not interested in in fixing this either. Because um, with the number of people that they are receiving through the southern border, they are just happy to, uh, you know, to alleviate the pressure and send the whole bunch to Canada. Uh, This is a a very serious political and international problem that we have right now. And... um, in addition to that, we have a further problem right now that there are a lot of people, particularly from Mexico, that are coming to Canada and attempting to enter the United right, States. Yes. So there is reverse flow as well. And this is very serious because those individuals are typically in contact with um, you know, human trafficking cartels yep. and drug cartels. 
that are exploiting this particular loophole. And this is very damaging to Canada-U.S. relations. As a matter of fact, uh, this morning I heard that there is a special committee uh, that is being set up in the House of Representatives to deal specifically with the northern border. And this committee is composed of uh, representatives in Congress who are from the northern states like New York, New New Hampshire, Vermont, and all the border states here in the East Coast. And um, they are extremely concerned about the increase of 800% that is taking place of individuals trying to uh, enter the United States from Canada. Typically, uh, but not exclusively, they are coming from Mexico because we do not require a visa. A visa. They can come to Canada without a visa and then cross the border. Correct. And um, as uh, as you may recall, uh, during uh, the time of Prime Minister Harper and, and, and even before that, Mexicans were subjected to uh, having to obtain a visitor visa in order to travel to Canada. Right. Once that was removed, the increase of asylum claimants or refugee claimants that were coming to Canada from Mexico um, it became uh, uh, a floodgate. Uh, it opened the floodgates, and, and that made Mexico one of the top countries for people seeking asylum because, let's face it, Mexico right now is going through a very sure. serious crisis, political and um, and also with the drug cartels in charge of the, of the, uh, of the southern border with the United States, right? Um, so it's it's uh, it's a very 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 serious situation and needs to be addressed right now before yeah. it becomes a, 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 even bigger, a much more serious problem. Exactly, Sergio. I, I I can't thank you enough for being here. Unfortunately, I'm out of time, but I think you gave us a great uh, breakdown of what's going on. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.